You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Or should I say, welcome to Tim Talks? Which one is it? No fear Friday. We can say whatever we want to. Really? (laughs) What? Wow. Not really, because <laughs> we'd both be fearful on Monday. Friday unfiltered. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Forget who you are Friday. <laughs> unfiltered oh, Friday and remorseful Monday. Yeah, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. Wow. Good to see you. Good to have you back. It's Friday. We're at the end of the week. We're ready for the weekend. You ready to go? Good to see you, my friend. We've been oh, yeah. glitching our our uh, oh. our method of communication has been glitchy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and then I have to figure out what you said and then try to recoup and you know have some continuity. So it's a little rough. Yeah, when the weather's not good here, our reception is terrible. You know, we're one of the leading G seven nations or G eight yeah, or whatever it is now. I guess so. And, and our cell phone reception is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm on Wi-Fi, you're on Wi-Fi, and I've got great Wi-Fi, and it's still not good. So I don't know what's going on, but it's something something's jazzy this week. So hopefully today things will be good and smooth, and I won't have to do a lot of editing. It'll be great. Yes, that would be nice. There you go. Yeah. Hey, listen, I mentioned on uh, Wednesday, 1 Kings 17, and uh, verse 13 says, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. I was thinking about this. Number one, uh, there are a lot of folks today who are literally wondering, am I going to be able to have another meal? Food prices here in Canada are through the roof. And going up higher, uh, Mm -hmm. the grocery stores here in Canada for the first three months agreed that they would um, keep prices lowered, or at at least they wouldn't raise the prices. Um, As we come into February, uh, that is off. Uh, A lot of food prices are gonna rise five to 10% more um, coming in just a few months. And according to the WEF, it's intentional. Oh yeah, and then um, we have an illustrious prime minister who wants to save the world by you know Canada eliminating its carbon um, emissions, and of course you know 40 million people are really taking it to the world in the second largest landmass. Uh, so he is going to quadruple the carbon tax that he has already put in place. Unbelievable! And so our gas prices, heating oil, all of that is going to go through the roof. So yeah, it's uh, it's a tough time, and there are some people going to the grocery store and, and buying very little, hoping that they'll eke through this time. And so here's this little woman who's in that situation, but it's even worse than that. This is all she's got left. And she knows after this, I have nothing. 
What am I going to do? Yeah, and the man of God says, they're going to eat yeah, and then die. And die. Yeah. Yeah. And the man of God tells her, don't fear. So here's my thought. Two things. What do we say to those people that are in that situation where they may think, you know what? I, I am not going to make it. I kind of uh, touched on this earlier in the week. Um, I, I'm not able to pay the bills. What am I going to do? And then trusting the man of God. We are getting up in the pulpit and saying to people, hey, listen, don't worry. God's told me we need to buy this building. We need to buy that bus. We need to start this program. And having that kind of reputation and that kind of trust of people, how how does that all come about? So I'd like to kind of start with that this week. Yeah, well, it be- it only comes about from the Word of God. So you better better be sure right. that it's God. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have said, trust me, and then they leave. You know, they bail. Whenever you're halfway through the the uh, building program and you realize, oh, man, yeah. this is too much. I'm out of here. Yeah. So it, it, my thing is you don't listen to the man of God. You listen to God. Right. And a man right. of God is only going to tell you what God says. Right. I would say this, too. When the man of God gets up and says, hey, I believe this is what the Lord would have us to do, you have a responsibility to go to the Lord and say, is that right? Because God speaks to you, too. And I think there are a lot of people, and I think there was this almost, mm, I want to say it, it, it came about strongly in the 70s that the man of God was almost untouchable, and he was the man of God. So you didn't have to think about anything. The man of God took care of everything. He made the decisions, and you just follow the man of God, which is not God's plan. God's plan is for all of us to be in sync, to be in unity, and to be in one accord. And so when the pastor says, I think this is what we should do, I think... And I know that you have a responsibility as a church member to go and say, God, is this what you want for our church? And if there are several people that say, I, I am not getting that from the Lord, then you better hold off on that process. Um, if it's in your family, maybe it's you're talking about business. Um, if you're not if you're not convinced it's of the Lord, then you need to be careful about making that next step. Yep, I know how that feels. I mean, you better be prayed up and you better be thinking scripturally. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the talk with our church about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be, getting a new pastor. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I, I don't know the time frame, but I said, what we need to do the first four months is pray. Let's just pray. Try to fast one day out of the month, but let's pray. We're not going to say, who do you think? How are we going to do it? It, it? Let's Right. That's the first thing we need to be doing, uh, that the Lord would give us wisdom and that we all have good agreement and that God would direct us to the right person. So, you know, that's the first thing. For four months, we're just going to pray before we even, you know, make that next step. So you're right. Be prayed up. Make sure that there's unity that's there, you know, and that's the whole thing. If we're all walking with the Lord, we're all going to be walking in the same direction. Mm-hmm. There will be times when your pastor will say things, hey, this is something we need to deal with right now. You know, maybe the mortgage payments come due and we don't have the money. Yep. Listen, folks, we've, we've got to do this. And you'll have to follow that without, you know, well, should we pray about that? No, there's some things you don't need to pray about when it comes to those things. Um, the, the prayer is, okay, we didn't make it this week. What are we doing for next week? 
And what are we going to do for the next month? And what what is the problem? Those are the things that you need to pray about. But there are times when you will just have to trust the man of God and say, you know what? He knows best. There'll be there'll be things happen in the church where maybe people will leave. They'll have caused a problem and they will move on. And the pastor will have to get up and say, listen, folks, I'm sorry. These folks have gone. I've dealt with it. I've prayed about it. I've, I've done all that I can. And we're just going to have to let that go. And as a church member, you may have to say, I'm going to have to trust the pastor. I'm going to trust he knows best in this issue. Um, if it's happening every week for you know extended periods of time, there might be a question, but it, it is going to happen at times where you're just going to have to trust him. But for the better part, you better be praying for and with your pastor. Yep, he needs it. And and I, I always, I, I don't want to be so redundant, but I'm always running back to Scripture. Uh, you better have scriptural purposes and principles that you're following and not just trust me you know i don't need to answer you if a, if a pastor would have that spirit of i don't need to answer to you well, right that, that's the wrong spirit mm-hmm. but the true humble spirit is i have to answer to god over this here's what the scriptures are saying this is what we must do to obey god now, if it's a it's a something that isn't clearly defined in Scripture, okay. Now you've got you know. I think this would be right. Uh, I think this would line up with wisdom or prudence or whatever it is. But I couldn't quite say. I mean, I, we've started ministries before, and I've said I think this is the way what the Lord wants for us, and so mm-hmm. let's go down this path and see and you know see these things confirmed by the Lord. What about this? You know, we talked a little bit earlier in the week. Um, somebody's saying, you know, I'm really having a tough time and making ends meet, all of that. You're the head of a home. You're, you're the father, you're the husband, and you're going to have to make some decisions. How do we as men convey to our families that we're making decisions based on what God would have us to do? Well, obviously, if it's... Uh... <laughs> There's a lot in the Bible, but sit down and count the cost right. and see if you're able to finish something. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to start something that you cannot finish. Maybe there are some foolhardy projects or purchases that a family has made, and you're going to have to say, you know, I wasn't thinking right, and I was right. wrong. And so, you know, we bought this boat. I love the thing, but we're going to have to sell this boat and right. I, you know kids we've had a lot of fun but it wasn't a wise thing for me to do and right. and so I, I i want to make sure that we're safe and that we're going to be more solvent and you know this will help us to put a little bit of money in the bank for you know mm-hmm. a little bit of a cushion uh there may be times you got to sit down and say look we're we're going out to eat way too much or or we're yep. spending too much on clothes we're gonna to have to cut some things back you know, all of yeah. us are going to need to do this. And I'm so you as a dad, you know, here's the thing. Dads love to complain about, you know, buying books and getting clothes for school. And then the dad will run out and buy a, you know, rifle for twenty eight hundred bucks. Right. Oh, well, I need this. You know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, come on. You know, so, yeah. you know, make sure that make sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah. And you know you may have to do some of those things like that, but there are Bible, there are Bible reasons. But don't make your decision 
and then go open up the Bible and go through the concordance and try to find yes. a verse that helps support your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, I, I don't know too many people that haven't at some time in their life been at that point where like, we, we don't know how we're going to make it. We yeah. can't put, we can't make ends meet. What are we going to do? And I've learned this. If I haven't used something in a year, I'm probably not going to use it. Yeah. And I've learned that I wear about three shirts four shirts maybe. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have 30 shirts in my closet because I'm not wearing a different one every day. When my three, four favorite shirts that fit me and feel comfortable are dirty, I get them washed and then I start wearing them again. So I've, I've eliminated the need to buy all kinds of clothes. I've learned that you can, you can buy good food and prepare it at home and it's, yeah, is, it, yeah, is, it, is there a problem there? Is there a problem there? I think you need to get rid of that shirt. No, I love it if it's perfect. Yeah, well, then at least get it washed. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it's just me and Ruthie. Who really cares? <laughs> oh, wait, she's not I, here either. Wait, I'm, I'm going to do the blank screen then. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm just glad you have a shirt on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess that's right. That beats the alternative. So That's right. Let me ask you the, about this. The Bible talks a lot about fearing God. Mm-hmm. I, I think some people confuse that the fearing God or the fear of God. Are, are, are we to be afraid of God? Should we be afraid of God? Absolutely. You know, yeah. there, there are some healthy fears. You yeah. know, I, I don't I don't plan on getting on top of the uh, Empire State Building and walking on the rails. You, you no. know, I mean, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's just a sometimes there's a healthy fear whenever you're standing and on the side of the highway and cars are buzzing by at 70 miles an hour maybe you shouldn't go out and play in the traffic you know so yeah. there there are some healthy fears that god has given us um but the point is that when we face something that he has prompted us to do told us to do we have to stand and rely upon him and then you'll mm-hmm. find out Hey, that was okay. Now, yeah. regardless, you know, the the three Hebrew children, you know, of course they weren't children. Mm-hmm. They were adult men yeah. in political right. office. And yeah. they said, we're not careful to answer you. Our God's going to deliver us. And so yeah. they knew they were going to e- either be de- delivered from the furnace or they're going to be delivered in the furnace from this earth and be with God. So Mm -hmm. uh, they had already had that resolve that we're not careful. We've thought this thing very through and we're confident in God. No matter what God does, Mm -hmm. we're confident in God. Right. The fear of God also is, and some people struggle with this understanding today, I had a fear of my dad. I I wasn't afraid that he was going to kill me or hurt me. It was a reverential fear. I respected him, and that's part of the fear of God. We understand who he is and what he is and what he can do and what he has done, and we humble ourselves before him, realizing he is the creator of all things. I'm working on a message right now on the glory of God. You think about the glory of God. Wow, that's awesome. And we are one day going to stand in the presence of Almighty God. We're going to see him. We can't see him now as a man. We die. But we are going to see God in all his glory mm-hmm. one day. That's going to be awesome. But I 
I am reverenced before God, but I'm also fearful of if I disobey his right. word. There is punishment for sin. Absolutely. God does not bless disobedience. And there are some maybe listening today, teenager, midlife, new couple. You better make check that you aren't supposed to be in fear of God today. You better be doing right by God. And I do more in the motivation of love for God than I do in the fear of God. But always in the back of my mind, my dad gave me the fear of of discipline. Absolutely. He didn't have to do it often, but he did it well and he did it enough that I knew if he said do it, he meant do it. And if I didn't do it, I was going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, there's that's, not that's a teenager God. around that hasn't said something like, you know, hey, let's go do this and somebody will go, "Oh man, my dad will kill me." Right. Good. That, that kept yeah. them from doing something so blatantly wrong because mm-hmm. they knew they were going to be in big trouble. That's that same idea. Hey, come and do this. Come and have fun. Come and commit this sin. Oh, man, <laughs> the, the Lord's watching me. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. I, I would be in such big trouble. I still remember as a kid watching a fist fight in a business meeting at church. I was about third grade. And I re- my first reaction was, oh, they are going to be in such trouble. Y- yeah. You know, I mean, that was the immediate thought of like, oh, my goodness, they are going to be in such big trouble. You know, so yeah. uh, that's the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fear of the Lord is the mm-hmm. beginning of wisdom. And so right. that's where that's where it starts. So there there yeah. is a healthy fear. But the wicked fleeth when no man pursueth, but the righteous is as bold mm-hmm. as a lion. When we're doing right and and we're able to stand and somebody may accuse us, oh yeah, you did this. You, you this was your motive. Nope. No, I I don't have to tremble and worry. What is somebody going to think of me if I am trying to do what's right and and have a consistent testimony? Man, situation comes up. Oh, I know what you thought. You know that's what Joseph's brothers said. Yeah, right. we we know what you're like, and it was not true. And he didn't bother trying to defend himself. He just went on. Yeah, sadly today, I don't know that so many teenagers are really fearful of what their dad might do to them. I think there are a lot of kids today saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this because my dad does do this. My parents do do this." And if you're a parent today, you better know that if your kids find any opportunity to do wrong because you're doing it, they're going to take it. That is. I've true. had kids, I've said to kids, hey, you're smoking dope. You're, you're doing marijuana. You, you've done other drugs. Why are you doing that? Well, my parents do. My, my dad gave it to me. My dad gave me my first marijuana cigarette or whatever. And, you know, my first bottle of beer. I'm drinking because my dad gave me my first bottle yeah. of beer. He's going to teach me how to drink responsibly, which is a crock. Yep. But they're, they're, we're living in a world where I think a lot of kids don't fear their parents because we've been taught that if you, if you strike a child, then you're an abusive person. You're, you know, you're just a hater. You're an abuser. If you, you, know, if you don't just reason with your children, you're not a good parent. And, and, of course, we have to say this, and it's dumb that we do, but we are not for hurting children. We are not for abusing people. We are not for just striking. We are for biblical discipline. Right. And the Bible is clear on how to do that. And so we live in a generation where people think, I can't correct my kids. 
or I'm going to be in trouble. They'll be taken away. I'll, I'll be, you know, ostracized, whatever. If you love your kids, you've got to discipline your kids. Mm-hmm. You've got to. And there's a, there's a right discipline for the right situation, and, and you've got to know and, and understand that. Yeah, and that is another fear. People are going to wind up yeah. having it. We had to cross that as parents. Uh, you know, I just made up my mind that by God's grace that I'm going to try to be reasonable. I'm going to try to be measured, and I want to try to make sure that they understand that what they did was wrong. And whenever it's done, we're going to pray, and I'm going to love you, and, you know, I love you no matter what. But uh, So we decided— I don't care if, you know, we get reported because I know that we're not abusing our children. And so we're not going to we're not going to be afraid. We're going to have to step out and do what God says, because the Bible says that whenever you do not discipline your children, you hate them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fear that we have to face. Sometimes there are several that we didn't even touch on, you know, people that are sick. Um, children that get sick, there's a fear there. Um, you know, other circumstances, we can't deal with them all, but hopefully we've given you enough this week to get you started in the right direction of how to handle fear. And, you know, the Word of God, prayer, we say it so many times, but that is the answer. And having good counsel, um, having good leadership, all of those things are an added bonus to just those building blocks, those foundational building blocks of the Bible and the Word of God. So let me say uh, from here in St. Thomas, Ontario, that I know those are, these are fearful days, and I know that there's a lot going on in the world, and I know that people are talking about anxiety and stress. Listen, you can remove 90%, 99% of that if you'll just do what God tells you to do. Get in the Word of God and find out that, what that is. I'm Al Stengel from St. Thomas. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. I do want to encourage you, every one of us know, whenever there's a time that we should stand. There's a time we need to speak up. There's a time we need to say something. You know it because the pit of your stomach starts flipping all around, and you're, you're, you're at this point now of, uh, what am I going to do? And during those times, rely on the Lord and just do right. You feel like you're stepping off a cliff. You still like you're, feel like you're jumping off a diving board, and you don't even know if there's water in the pool. Uh, but when you are doing what is right, when you're doing what is scriptural, the Lord has put you in that situation maybe to be his voice for other people. So... Don't let fear rob you of God's blessing in your life. Please make sure you give us a rating, a review, and then uh, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. Thank you so much. You know, I think Solomon really nailed this program in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. He really gave us true definition. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Sometimes we have very serious shows. Sometimes we have a, a great time rejoicing. And then he says, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. I think that, that really speaks. <laughs> well, we are casting away stones right now. Yeah. And then so, it says okay. a time to embrace. So now which stones? Gall, kidney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomb. You know, yeah. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> then it says a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. So 
I'm, I'm refraining right now. I, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to let our listeners go. Here's a great big hug. Take it with you for the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Your safe place, your haven of rest, Tim Talks, or your comic relief. I'm not quite sure. But be with us on Monday. We'll be here. This is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend, eh? Get out of here. <laughs> You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.